We are back with a big end of the year bash here at the Fight Talk podcast. Fresh off a of Christmas weekend where plenty of wrestling to watch. My show debuted. I'm going to get that out of the way quickly. The KOBK show happened and uh, on the IWTV Christmas Day. So that was a, that was a pretty great Christmas. I know you you told me off air, Steven Jensen, that you enjoyed the show, which I appreciate here, man. I know uh, I know we both had a pretty good weekend. Hell yeah, man. Watch KOBK sold out. Everyone listening to this show was awesome. Go to independentwrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. Um, yeah, me and Mo's just talked about that off air for a couple hours. So, yeah, uh, yeah. those those will always be fun conversations to put out on a podcast. But there's just there's just too much. There's too much behind the scenes type stuff that we discussed that like just probably wouldn't be good for either of us if it, if it no. went out to the public. But um, but yeah, I, I I really can't recommend the show enough. I talk about it a lot on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. If you want to check that out at FightfulSelect.com. I did some awards over there for pro wrestling and talked for about 20 minutes or so, so about KOBK sold out. Um, so if people want to know more about the show, obviously go watch it. But, you know, you can hear some extra thoughts on it over there on Fightful Select. But, yeah, man, congratulations on all the success for uh, for the show and, and all the praise that you're getting online, I think, is fully deserved, man. Thank you. Yeah, I have to, I have to say uh, the locker room uh, can't thank them enough the fans in the building were amazing the fans on social media this weekend after it dropped were amazing so uh huge success we will be back may 7th gonna get that plug in uh early as well at the twe arena in chattanooga tennessee so anyone that does watch it that just thinks like i gotta see this shit live um may 7th 2022 we're bringing it back um but yeah man we're gonna talk some mma we're doing our (laughs) End of the year awards, uh, b- both you and I are big lists. We love making these lists and talking and discussing. It's uh, without a doubt one of my favorite things about the end of every year is, you know, what do you got for this? What do you got for that? So we're, we're bringing it back. We're doing seven categories today. Of course, uh, we're going to end things off with uh, our fighters of the year. But kicking things off, uh, Stephen Jensen, we have our breakthrough fighter of 2021. Who, who do you got for me? All right, so what me and Mose are going to do here is we're going to switch off for our picks, and we're going to give some honorable mentions after we each give our winners. So I'm going to go ahead and start this off with my breakthrough fighter of the year. I got to go Kamzat Chemaev. Um, nice. Based on, nice. I mean, he really, his name really started getting out there last year, but then this year, I mean, he's really just taking it to another level. And I think there's a lot of, um, <coughs> excuse me, there's a lot of uh, interest in seeing him fight like the tippy top level guys in the division uh, and at welterweight mm-hmm. and at middleweight. So there's a lot of potential there to have an even bigger 2022. Uh, but yeah, I got to go with Chamaya. What about you, man? I almost went with uh, with the same there. Uh, of course, big fan of of uh, Chimayev. I-, I thought the same thing you did, though. I, I kind of ended up going to say 2020 felt a little bit like a breakthrough for him. Um, so I actually went Bilal Muhammad, um, three and one in 2021, wins over Diego Lima, Damian Maya, and Wonderboy Thompson. Very dominant wins, uh, honestly, unanimous across the board in all three. Uh, the one uh, no contest being that accidental eye poke uh, against Leon Edwards back in March. 
but the, the crazy thing, again, three and one, uh, you know, in the year with a, a very, very impressive win over Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson, just a couple of weeks ago at the time of this recording. Um, it, it's it's one of those that stuck out to me. And it feels like, you know, with how that uh, that Edwards fight ended, maybe we do see that maybe at uh, some point in 2022. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally possible. I think people just want to see Chimeyev just really in there against anybody who can get him potentially into a title shot just because stylistically it's so it's just so interesting seeing what he's doing to people it's you know such such ease which is just crazy like um like seeing what he did to Li Jingliang like he just destroyed that dude Jingliang is a really damn good fighter um so it's I really want to see what he can really do um but uh but yeah, a couple breakthrough fighter of the year honorable mentions. I've got uh, I got Brandon Marino on there. Um, you know, nice. even though he you know he had already beaten Davison or they had gone to a draw with Davison Figueredo, but then he beat him earlier this year. And I feel like people are really starting to give him a lot of credit as as you know one of the one of the best fighters that kind of was really flying under the radar for a while, and obviously a world champion right now at the time of this recording. And then another name I have on there is Euro Prohaska, um, mainly because he, you know, his his win over Dominic Reyes especially, but um, he had he just had a solid year, and I think that Prohaska is probably the rightful number one contender right now for Glover mm-hmm. Teixeira uh, for the light heavyweight championship. So those would be my two uh, my two honorable mentions for breakthrough fighter of the year. Who do you got for that? Uh, my the only one I had circled that I really want to shout out you beat me too was Brandon Moreno same way 2020 great for him uh, but you know breaking through winning that title the way he did uh, in a rematch like that I mean that feels very much like a stamp I'm here um, I'm for that young man that's another one I can't wait to see you know how good he is and, and you know <laughs> a couple of years from now a couple of years from now he couldn't even he's going to be better than he is right now which is pretty pretty incredible to say. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm interested to see how this uh, trilogy fight with Figueredo goes. Also, yes. I, I I don't fair. think that it I don't think it was fair to Marino to have to fight him again uh, right away. Um, I agree. But you know that's kind of the situation they're in with flyweight. It's just there's not a lot of contenders right now. Um, so yeah, that's breakthrough fight of the year. Got some good ones. So my winner comes out Chimeyev, and your winner Bilal Muhammad. I thought that I think that's a really really good choice as well for the, for the reasons you said. Like he's been around for quite a while, but he he really has gone to the next level in 2021. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, next, let's do upset of the year. I I I think uh, we don't know a full transparency. Me and Stephen, we have we didn't talk about these before. We don't know if everyone's going to line up. Obviously, great start with uh with the breakthrough fighter, but upset of the year, it's. It's Pena over Nunez, right? Uh, UFC 269, Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunez. I'm not just beating someone that, you know, the discussion we were talking, we both agreed she's at least in discussion of being the pound-for-pound fighter across any gender, uh, finishing Amanda Nunez, bro. Yeah, I think this is probably the most obvious one that everyone's going to have on their year-end list. Um, because yeah, it has to be Juliana Pena over Amanda Nunez, especially the way that she did it. She tired her out fast. She, I mean, nothing against Nunez, obviously, like no. you just said, she's one of the goats, but like 
she wanted out in that fight. Uh, you know, yep. Pena barely got that that choke in on her, and she tapped real quick. I mean, so Juliana Pena went in there, and she broke Amanda Nunez at the end of the day. So, um, And I did not expect that. I did not expect that at all. Um, and I'm interested to see a rematch, because I think Nunez is going to come in, like, ultra-motivated to get that back. Um, so I'm very, very excited to see where this all goes. And Nunez needed a, a kind of a... Um, a villain or an antagonist or whatever you want to call a uh, Pena. Like Nunez needed someone like this that could really give her a run for her money. And, and she went out there and I didn't see it coming from a while away. I thought there was no chance that Pena was going to win this fight. And she, she looked ultra impressive. She really surprised me. So that, that has to be upset of the year. Uh, what do you have for your honorable mentions? Uh, I would say like, like we're talking about, um, it's by a mile. Like I know we don't want to overstate it, but like I remember I had I had someone text me during that fight. Uh, you know, honestly, you know, how do you see this going? And it's like it's not ending. Um, you know, it's not ending. It, it, it's not. Excuse me. It's not getting to the third round. And I was right, but by the wrong person, bro. So again, yeah, I can't say enough how just like shocked I was by that. Uh, comes to mind, I would say. Uh, people may say Poirier over over uh, McGregor. I, I don't know if I would agree that 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 was an upset. Um, what about what about Glover Teixeira winning the light heavyweight title? I think as much as we rooted for him and wanted that to happen, I think that was an upset, right? Yeah, I think that's a good one because because uh, Blahovich had looked so damn dominant over the last few years that. And Glover has looked great and completely earned his way up to another title shot. And, but I mean, even as big of a Glover fan as I am, I still chose Blahovich as my prediction to win that fight. I think most people did. Um, so that's a good one. That's one I didn't actually have on my list, but that's one that I, I think definitely deserves to be a mention for sure. Um, and huge shout out to Glover Teixeira. Like, what an yes. awesome guy. What an awesome moment. Like, if we had like a moment of the year uh, on this list, like that would probably be moment of the year for me. It would be Glover winning that light heavyweight championship. I have to agree. No, moment of the year, maybe, uh, maybe moment of the last, I don't know, few years because of you know, try to. We love this sport across the board, but when you have a story like Glover, man, that that just was so emotional. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, some honorable mentions I have, and these are really the only two I think that are okay. non UFC on my entire list. Um, but <clears throat> I have, excuse me, I had a little cough. Um, Adriana Marias over Mighty Mouse that happened on yes. one, one championship on TNT one. That's such a weird name for a show because the company's called one. That's so weird to say one on TNT one was, <laughs> was the show. Um, but, uh, that was where, you know, Marias hit Mighty Mouse with that knee to the head on the ground, which is totally legal, um, in one championships rule set. And then, you know, finished him on the ground. But, uh, yeah, that was huge. That's the first time Mighty Mouse had lost anyone but uh, Henry Cejudo in, you know, so, so long. And then you had another one worth mentioning, Clay Collard over Anthony Pettis at PFL 1 uh, from earlier this year. Um, just another one where, like, Anthony Pettis, he was still fighting at a high enough level in the UFC that I figured – you probably wouldn't have much trouble in PFL against guys that, especially guys that didn't really have much of a name value to them. And Anthony Pettis went in there and, you know, 
got pretty dominated by Clay Collard. Collard won a decision over him, and uh, that was just you know, it's still it's still beating Anthony Pettis, and you know, so I thought that was that was a pretty big upset in my opinion. Um, but the the Marias one over Mighty Mouse, I thought was was even bigger because of who Mighty Mouse is. But the, the winner of the category, I mean, unquestionably, is Pena over Nunez for sure. Yeah, no, uh, great great mentions though. The, uh, those were absolutely. I remember I didn't see those live. I saw the stand, the uh, results and had to go back and yeah, absolutely agree, man. Um, uh, we're gonna save again. We got our, our big our big gun awards still to go, but let's hit. Uh, Submission of the year. Who did you have for submission of the year that really uh, a lot of good contenders in 2021? Yes. And it also depends on like, like, I don't think the one I'm going to choose is the most um, impressive, like submission from like a technical standpoint or anything. But I think for what it meant, and we've already touched on it. I got to go Juliana Pena submitting Amanda Nunez mm, with, the, with the rear naked choke, you know, like the, my honorable mentions will be more for the people that listen to this, that, that you'll know what I mean when, when I talk about them, but like, as far as for what it meant in that humongous upset, I mean, honestly, not only was Pena over Nunez upset of the year, it's probably the biggest upset in UFC history. Like, and the only yep. ones that even compare is like Sarah over Sarah, GSP yep. type stuff. I mean, but we're, we're in that conversation with this. So for Pena to not only beat Nunez, but but like I said, like really break her in there and get her to tap out. Um, I, I got to go with Pena with the rear naked choke over Nunez. What about you? Uh, that was one of my honorable mentions, again, because of the, the statement it was. But I actually went with the submission that I still I've watched it. I don't know how many times and it's going to stay with me forever, honestly, because of the sound. But. Uh, when Andre Muniz uh, broke Jacare's arm back in, I think, May of 2021, uh, man, that was just gross. It happened so quick. It's so violent. Uh, the toughness of Jacare having his arm just snapped, and he really just kind of no-sold it. So uh, it, it one of those moments that, uh, again, it has stuck with me half a year later. Yeah, that was actually my runner-up, was Andre nice. Muniz on Jacare. Yeah, um, that that was incredible. And Muniz, since then, she beat Eric Anders the same way earlier this month. Um, Muniz is, a, he's going to be a big, big problem um, for the, uh, for the middleweight division in the UFC. Like I, I see him as maybe being a, a contender, like legitimately sometime in, in the near future, like um, stylistically, especially in part of why the, the Jacare knockout is so, or sorry, submission is so significant as somebody's, Car alarm goes off in my parking jacked, lot. Bro. Always. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and see if anybody hits their horn. It just ended. Okay. okay. So a, a big reason why that was so significant wasn't the the submission itself, which was very cool. It was like a belly down, almost like a short arm bar. But the fact that he did it to Jacare Souza, like, yep. you know, one of the best jujitsu guys in the history of MMA and like you go in there and you tap him out like that that was super super impressive so um so yeah i've got that as a, as one of my honorable mentions as well um the other one that i wrote down is paul craig over jamal hill a really nice arm armbar triangle combo um and bear jew we talk about him whenever we can on this show that dude He's one of my favorite guys to watch in the UFC. Like he, I seem, I feel like he's so often the underdog, and then he just 
whips up these just awesome, this is gritty performances and, and his ground game is not to be messed with. Like that dude is slick with his submission game. And Jamal Hill is a really dangerous opponent with a lot of power. And Paul Craig, uh, so shout out to him with the uh, the armbar triangle combo. No, yeah, uh, big big time fan of Paul Paul Craig. Uh, gross stuff across the board, man. One of those that uh, I always look forward to the submission of the year talk. And I, again, I think there's some really some really great stuff in this year that we uh, even a couple of years from now we're going to be looking back on. Um, uh, next up, we've got our knockout of the year. We've only got our fighters of the year, fight of the year, and now knockout of the year left uh my choice this was tough man there were some fun ones uh we'll get into i'm sure a couple of ours will line up on this but i ended up going with i'm gonna butcher this name uh, ignacio baja mondes with his spinning knockout spinning kick knockout of roosevelt roberts back uh, i think at ufc vegas 34 if my notes right yeah yeah that was a sick knockout i almost i almost put that on my list like i considered that one um I went with, once again, I'm putting, well, this was a very cool knockout, but it was also very significant because of the position it put the winner in. But mm-hmm. I took knockout of the year as Yuri Prohaska over Dominic Reyes mm-hmm. with yes. the, the spinning back elbow was nasty. And he, he really lit him up before that with, with punches to the body and the head and elbows to the head and just, and by him beating Dominic Reyes the way that he did, now Prohaska like we just mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, looks like he should be the number one contender for Glover to share his title. So, um, so because of the significance of who he beat now being the number one contender and the way he did it with that spinning back elbow, I got that as my knockout of the year. Uh, great choice. Absolutely. We'll remember that. That was, uh, that was one I also thought about. Um, the only other one I wanted to mention, honorable mention, other than, yeah, again, you're both of those knockouts were nasty. Uh, and I know you'll probably agree because of the moment of this, but uh, Usman putting putting Masvidal, putting Street Jesus down, that, you know, we got to shout that out. Yeah, that was on my honorable mentions. So, oh. yeah, that, that was one I definitely agree on, especially because going into a fight like that, most people are figuring Masvidal, if he has any advantage, is going to be on the, on the feet with his power yep. and his ever striking. Usman, up to that point, more, you know, he had he had knocked out Gilbert Burns, but Gilbert Burns doesn't have the the striking game of a Masvidal. And for Usman to be able to knock out Masvidal with a punch, um, that was super impressive and super high stakes. I mean, world title on the line, the quote unquote yep. BMF champion in there with him and everything. So, um, in the first time that they fought each other, it was a decision. Like you know, Masvidal went the distance. This time, Usman left no doubt. So. That was definitely on my honorable mentions. Um, the other one that I have is Corey Sanhagen knocking out Frankie Edgar with the flying knee. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, that that one was that was just nasty. And Frankie Edgar, granted, in, in recent times his chin has not been what it was. Um, he used to have the most durable chin of like any fighter ever, especially going back to like the Gray Maynard fights and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. but you know, even though his chin's going on him a little bit. The fact that Sanhagen, I think if Sanhagen catches anybody with a knee like that, it's it's lights out. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. But Frankie Edgar is such a legend. And it puts Sanhagen in a position to where he was in the title mix uh, over the last year. So, um, so yeah, my honorable mention, uh, my two honorable mentions are Usman over Masvidal and Sanhagen over Edgar. 
Uh, awesome stuff, bro. We got we got the big ones now. Now we're up here. We got our fighters of the year. We're gonna do last. Next up, uh, always a favorite category. What was your 2021 fight of the year? So this one, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like it's gonna be one of of two, and I'll, I'll right. wait obviously to give my honorable mentions, but. I feel like the one I'm going to say is going to be the one on most people's list at number one, but for good reason. Um, I'm going Justin Gaethje and uh, and Michael Chandler. Michael so Chandler, yeah. yeah, Chandler versus Gaethje, UFC 268. Um, I just thought that it's everything you want out of those two fighters. Like that's the fight that we all wanted to see. Like it, it made the most sense in the rankings that the two of them fought each other. It made the most sense stylistically that the two of them were fighting each other. Um, and they, they completely showed out like the whole internet was talking about it. Justin Gaethje has positioned himself once again for a title shot because of this win. And unless, you know, Conor McGregor swoops in and just gets the title <laughs> shot instead, which is always a possibility, but always. Um, as of this time, like Gaethje should be the one challenging Oliveira next for the lightweight championship. Um, so I, I consider this a number one contender fight and, um, and both guys are just super dangerous and both very, very similar in a lot of ways. So it was just the perfect matchup. And in a fight that gets hyped up so much like that before it ever happens to deliver and to, to overperform and like over deliver, which I think they did. That's, that's, that's very special and that's not easy to do with given all the hype. They, they surpassed all the hype. I think yes. that, that people expected. So, um, so I got to go with that. I got to go Gaethje versus Chandler UFC 268. What about you? That was, I had that uh, as my number one um, because of what you just said. The, the last thing you said, somehow that fight surpassed expectations when they were just sky high. But I ended up saying my fight of the year, and it was because I have a very good reason. I'll just go ahead and say it's Volkanovski Ortega from 260 UFC 266. Uh, the reason I, I know that that ended up the cards, it was a decisive win um, for, at the end of the day for Volkanovski, and rightfully so. But I had to, that, that was a fight where I was on the road listening to it. I wasn't able to watch it, I was driving. So I was listening to this fight, and I, I can just. The ebbs and flows, the gas. I mean, that fight, like you said, just like the the uh, the Gagey Chandler fight, it's one of those that it it was a roller coaster of emotions for the time we had. So the moments with Ortega nearly get, you know, and Volkanovski surviving. It's just it's everything. Also, I love uh, for for different reasons about this this beautiful fight game. So my choice, yeah, uh, Volkanovski Ortega. Yeah, that was my runner up. So, cool. yeah, I, I thought that that one has a very strong case. That was actually the one when I was doing the rankings with Fightful. That was the one that we had to kind of like decide between them the most was like we ultimately went with Gaethje Chandler. And that was my my kind of one that I was like, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to edge this one. But like. The, the, the one that it was like up against that was like really close that I was like, you know what, if we went with Volkanovski Ortega, like I wouldn't be mad about it. You know what I mean? Like it would, they're, they're both, those are one A and one B, the two, two best fights of the year, in my opinion. Um, and like you said, the, the kind of added drama where Ortega almost taps Volkanovski, but Volkanovski just, just fights through it 
and uh, just the stylistic differences between the two. And Ortega was definitely the, it was the right fight. Like he was definitely the rightful number one contender at the time. Like the matchup totally made sense going into it. And, uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I just, I thought that fight absolutely ruled. So that was one of my honorable mentions as well. And the other honorable mention that I have here is Piotr Jan versus Corey Sandhagen from UFC 267. Uh, I just thought that fight was awesome. Just two of the best bantamweights in the world in in one of the most stacked divisions in the entire world and one of the most exciting divisions in the world. Um, and really just two of the best guys that, that, that you can find out there. Like Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw is another fight that I think you could have on your list. Like Corey Sanhagen just makes for, except for when he fought Aljermaine Sterling and just got, just got smoked. He's had just incredible performances over the last few years. So, uh, so that'd be another audible mention of mine. Jan versus Sanhagen from UFC 267. Great fights, man. Absolutely great fights all around. Um, just I can't say enough of how uh, always looking back on it, you just really can appreciate the year we got in MMA, and this was a special one. Um, our last two, our fighters of the year, we're going to go female fighter of the year next. I had to go, I had to go Thug Rose. I had to go Thug Rose because she may have only fought twice in 2021, but they both were against Wally Zhang. They both were wins. They both were incredible fights for different reasons. Both times, I dare I say, Rose was the underdog, even as the champion. I, I myself thought I, I expected a a win for her for, for Wang Jale or excuse me, Jale Wang in that fight because of what she learned in that that knockout early. You know, she she was going to be the best version of herself in that rematch with Rose. And Rose got a split decision win. So uh, Thug, Rose, Nami Yunez, my female fighter of the year. Yes, two very impressive wins over Wale Zhang, which is just, I mean, that head kick especially. That was, the, right. the, the second close, the fight was very close, but it was also like one of the best fights of the year. So awesome stuff from Rose. I actually had her as one of my honorable mentions as well. Um, but my winner, I went ahead and chose Valentina Shevchenko. Um, you know, she destroyed Jessica Andrade, destroyed Lauren Murphy. I mean, I think a lot of the reason people might not pick Shevchenko is because she's just been so overly dominant that like, it's almost like not even impressive at this point to a lot of people, but I got to go with her considering like Andrade, she, you know, she became the normal contender by knocking out, uh, who was it? She knocked out, uh, Caitlin Chikagian when she changed weight classes, and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe Andrade, you know, former champion, another weight, you know, just got this big knockout coming into the division. Like, maybe she'll have something for Shevchenko. And Shevchenko just murked her. And then the same kind of thing with Lauren Murphy. Like, Lauren Murphy's tough as hell. She deserves this fight. Like, these are all very credible contenders. And just destroys Lauren Murphy. Just, I mean, just. Like, I mean, she's just so out of everyone's league right now. And I think that's why I got to give her the nod because she just she's just been so dominant that I just can't give it to anybody else. So um, so I'm going to Chanko. Who do you have for honorable mentions? Uh, that my other uh, I wanted to shout out was Shevchenko. It, it if if Rose, I mean, it was razor close. The only reason I went with Rose, again, the point being we expected uh, Shevchenko to really dominate and do what she did. 
I think a lot of people expected Rose to lose those fights. So th- that was, I mean, literally the closest it could be. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely want to shout out Valentina Shevchenko, who uh, may be uh, the absolute number one ranked women's fighter right now, uh, counting in this this recent loss with Nunes for the moment. But, um, yeah, I can't say enough about uh, the just the, the level of greatness she is where we do expect her to do what she does every fucking fight at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness, I'd have better myself. Um, the other honorable mention that I've got, uh, it's the only thing that hurts this this woman, unfortunately, is the level of competition. But Kayla Harrison, I've got to I've yes. got to give a mention to like Great. she won four fights this year, all by TKO and submission. Just super dominant. Three of the four happened in the first round. The The other one was a second rounder and Damn. just keeps adding millions of dollars to her bank account. And she just she just smoking these women in PFL and they're the best women that they can find her. I mean, it's it's not. Kayla Harrison's fault, you know, um, and I shouldn't say it, it totally is Kayla Harrison's fault, but, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like, it's, you know what I mean? Like the PFL is doing what they can to get her the best women to fight. And I don't know if it even matters to be honest, because I, I think because of the way Kayla Harrison fights and the way that she's built and her background and everything, I think that she would dominate a lot of the top women uh, in the major organizations too. Like I, I really do. So uh, and I, I really want to see it. Like, I think in 2022, I really hope we get to see Kayla Harrison versus Cyborg or something along those lines to, like, really see yeah. her get tested by a big name. Um, but that all said, I mean, based on what we're given, Kayla Harrison has been super dominant. 12-0 and for her career, 4-0 for this past year. Um, every one of her fights, uh, except for two in her entire career, have been by submission or TKO. Like, I mean, just... Yeah, and the only person to go to decision with her was Larissa Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco really bad with her name, um, but she uh, she fought her. She's gone to a decision with her twice, uh, but everybody else has just been complete domination. So, shout out Kayla Harrison. It is time, Stephen Jensen. Who is your 2021 Male Fighter of the Year? All right, so this is gonna. This was a tough one. Um, cause I think there's a, quite a few people that could lay claim to this for various reasons, but I'm going Kamaru Usman. Um, in 2021, he knocked out Gilbert Burns. He knocked out Jorge Masvidal and he beat Colby Covington by decision in a fight that I thought was very close. Um, and I think Colby Covington is the second best guy in that division and Usman's beaten him twice now. So uh, so yeah, I gotta go Usman based and his his hands improved drastically this year as well. Like his striking is way better than it was last year. And I think that that needs uh, to be taken into consideration also because not only is he decisioning people, he's now knocking them out as well. So um, yeah, he's he's undefeated for his career outside of one loss back in 2013. Uh, current record 20 and one. Last year, won three fights, all against top guys. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington. I'm going Usman as my uh, fighter of the year. What about you, Moe's? We didn't, we didn't double up a lot on this one, but we, we have the same fighter of the year. I had to go Usman, the same reasons you said. The fact that he had two finishes over two uh, very worthy contenders, including the uh, the knockout of Masvidal, already mentioned. Uh, you, like you said, the, the fact that Colby Covington – 
in the third round, I thought Colby was done. He finished that fight. Kamaru withstood that, and uh, and he, he of course got the decision win. So I, I'm with you. I think uh, it's uh, it's about as impressive as a year as you can get for Kamaru Usman uh, across the board. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that he's just yeah, he just had the best overall year, um, and he's been very consistent. Like yes. just you know, I think he's the staying, best pound for pound fighter. Active. Yeah, staying active. I'd, I'd say he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world right now as well. Like I'd have him top P for P. Um, so, so yeah, Usman fighter of the year. Me and Mo's agree. A couple honorable mentions, and then before we get out of here, um, we'll throw out a couple predictions for 2022. Anything off the top of oh, our cool. heads? I got a, cu- a couple I could throw out there. Um, so, some honorable mentions for fighter of the year uh, on the male side. I got to go Charles Oliveira. Yep. He had that TKO over Michael Chandler after he was losing the first round, came back in the second, got the job done. And then, of course, very recently finished Dustin Poirier by submission with that rear naked choke. Um, in my opinion, a guy, he's he's probably the most, he's finally becoming appreciated, but I, I don't know if people would still even realize like how incredibly, insanely good Charles Oliveira is and like, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the same in 2022. Like, win or lose against Justin Gaethje, that's an awesome, that's an awesome fight. Um, Incredible fight. And then my other honorable mention is Surreal Gond, who this year went 3-0, beat Jairzinho Rosenstrike, Alexander Volkov, and Derek Lewis. Um, The first two by decision, the last was a TKO over Lewis. And he's now the interim UFC heavyweight champion, and he's got that big fight coming up against Francis Ngannou for the uh, the unification of the heavyweight titles. So I'm going surreal gone as my uh, as my other honorable mention for fighter of the year. But once again, the true fighter of the year for me and Mo's Kamar Usman. Who you got for uh, honorable mentions there? The same two you mentioned. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I almost had Oliver as fighter of the year, um, but yeah, I can't say enough about either one of those. Uh, uh, gone, like you said, the big fight coming up. I uh, also want to give a shout out one more time for Glover Teixeira uh, winning the light heavyweight championship, doing uh, at the age he is, at the pace he's been on, it's been incredible. Um, and lastly, I want to shout out Dustin Poirier, man. He absolutely, you know, ending the year with a tough loss, uh, a very great performance by the champ there. Uh, but to uh, about as money as a year as it can be for Dustin Poirier, who's been a fighter his whole life. So uh, him getting some wins this year and uh, and getting a couple of big uh, big paychecks, uh, I think absolutely uh, as good as it could be for Dustin. Minus, of course, having that title around his waist. Oh yeah, great stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Hey, do you have any predictions off the top of your head? There's a couple that I can throw out there, but we'll do some like bold predictions for 2021. These can be things that are like the ones that I've got are gonna be a little bit out there maybe, but you can really say anything that like. Kind of one of those things that you can go back maybe next year if it happens and be like, I actually said that last year that this might happen. <laughs> uh, okay, I do have a couple off the top of the ho- uh, the top of the dome. Um, Chimayov will get a title shot. I know that's not bold, but I'm going to get bolder as we go. Nate Diaz will not fight in under the UFC banner until uh, summer at the earliest. Okay. And, and John Jones will not fight in the UFC in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all, I think those are all very possible. Um, 
Let's see. I'm trying to think if I can find a third one. I've got two jotted down. Um, you know what? Uh, all right. <clears throat> I'm going to say Juliana Pena's first title defense, the Bantamweight title, will be Shevchenko. I think Shevchenko Ooh. moves up to Bantamweight and fights Pena because she's already beaten her. So, and I think Shevchenko wins. I think Shevchenko becomes Ooh. the Bantamweight champion. Um, and he gets like the two titles. Thing. Everyone's talking about Pena, but, like, I think Shevchenko could very well become a, a dual-weight champion now that things have opened up with Nunez. Um, I'm going to say this is kind of MMA, kind of not, but there's enough crossover there. Um, I'm going to say in 2022, Jake Paul boxes Anderson Silva. Ooh, so, okay. Um, I know there's some some big names out there that that are interested, like the Diaz brothers and Jorge Masvidal and stuff. But I think the most likely would be Anderson because he doesn't have to deal with the UFC's contracts and stuff. He can just do it. And I think that stylistically, it makes the most sense. I think Anderson would smoke him. But if Jake Paul can beat Anderson Silva in boxing, that means a lot more, in my opinion, than beating someone like Tyron Woodley or, or like Ben Askren. Like this is... That's a real boxer who's a real MMA guy who's like a legitimate legend. Like that's that would put Jake Paul on. That would really level up Jake Paul in my opinion if he could beat someone like Anderson Silva, and vice versa. If Anderson Silva beats Jake Paul, then his career has a complete resurgence. Like he's already still doing great for himself, but like he'd become another. He'd become a huge name again. Uh, he'd be an even bigger name now than he was back when he was the champion. Probably if he went in there and knock, and he was the guy to knock out Jake Paul. So um, I'm going to say that that fight happens. And then this might, this is probably the boldest of all the predictions. <clears throat> I'm going to say in 2022, Fedor Emelianenko fights in the UFC. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to say they finally just say, fuck it. Like it's been long enough. You're still fighting. I know he's going to, he'll probably have multiple retirement fights between now and then, or maybe yeah. one or whatever. He's going to keep saying he's going to retire. And then the UFC will get in some sort of pinch where they're like, Man, like Francis Ngannou isn't fighting, or like Surreal Gone isn't fighting, or like the or someone isn't. They need someone for like Derek Lewis, or like or Brock Lesnar is going to come back for one more fight. Maybe that's another bold prediction. Brock fights in 2022. You know what? May that'll be the prediction. 2022, <laughs> Fedor Emelianenko versus Brock Lesnar in the UFC finally happens. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's all the pay-per-view buys on that some bitch. There you go. But I figure, like, man. Fedor's still out there fighting. Like, he's still winning in these, like, smaller promotions. Yeah. Like, why, why not just have him, even if it isn't Brock, like, have him fight some guy who's, like, ranked 30th in the division or something. <laughs> just, just to finally say, like, we got to see Fedor in the UFC. Like, if he's going to keep fighting, we might as well let him do it one time for the UFC audience. So, um, so yeah, th- those would be my bold predictions. I'm here for him, man. Uh, it's been a it's been a bold 2021. We're hoping for a bolder 2022. Uh, thanks for thanks for always having me. Let me come on here. I love just getting to chop it up with you about wrestling and the MMA. So uh, it's been another fun year. Um, I mean, uh, I know we'll maybe get some more crossover and wrestling stuff next year, but uh, always a pleasure to come on here and uh, and just chill with you, man. Yeah, I appreciate everything you do for the podcast, and obviously. Love all the success of the the commentary and the ring announcing and now promoting and everything, man. Fucking awesome. So I uh, can't you, wait bro. to 
Can't wait to get my KOBK sold out shirt in the mail so <laughs> y'all can see me wearing it on stream. And yeah. Uh, yeah, another year in the books. So hopefully in 2022, uh, we can keep kind of growing this thing and keep incorporating more pro wrestling into stuff and more MMA and more IWTV and whatever. Just keep kind of doing what we're doing. And I appreciate everyone who listens. I hope everyone has, you know, a happy new year and everyone's healthy and safe and all that good stuff. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's fight talk underscore Mo's. Uh, please make sure to let everyone know where they're at and feel free to plug uh, KOBK again if you'd like to. Yeah, yeah, at most KOBK on Twitter. Uh, any KOBK promotion news, that's at KOBK Fed uh, on Twitter. And yeah, uh, if you're on that WTV, please, KOBK sold out. Uh, we put our heart, our, our sweat, our blood, our tears, everything went into the show. I would say our soul, but uh, it's sold out shows and we don't believe in souls. So um yeah thank thank you all for anybody that's listened to this and watched or tweeted or anything i can't tell you how much i appreciate you or appreciate steven jensen so thank you for a, a great 2021 hell yeah thank you as well mose so for jumping johnny mosley i'm steven jensen so, we'll be back next well actually i don't know when we'll be back next because there's not really ufc happening in the next couple of weeks or at least this week so we may we may take next week off uh for the new year but well, if not, maybe we'll do some wrestling stuff or something, but just stay updated oh, yeah. on our Twitters and we'll let you know when we'll be back next. But we'll definitely be seeing you early 2022 talking some more mixed martial arts.